Hey, Pastor Stephen here. Welcome to the Abundant Springs podcast. If you haven't already, be sure to check us out online at AbundantSprings.Church. And now, on to this week's message. I hope your week has been good, even with the smoky fires outside, thanks to uh, Washington State, or not, yeah, Washington's over the Alberta border, right? Okay, good. I'm from BC, so I didn't know for sure. <laughs> Let's pray. Dear God, I ask that you will bless this message and that I will be faithful in speaking the words that you have to say to these con- this congregation, that you will open the hearts and minds of everyone, and that they will receive what you have to say to them, and they'll apply it to their lives. Thank you, God, in your name. Amen. So... Like I said, I'm from BC, and about 11 years ago, uh, my husband and I and my family, we uh, bought a house, and it was in a rural area. Well, we came from the city, or the main part of town, so when we came to the rural area, I discovered something. One night when I woke up to go to a different area of the house, I decided to not turn on the light because my husband was sleeping next to me. I didn't want to wake him up. I realized there were no street lights shining through the window so that I could see where I was going. And we didn't have our electronics plugged in yet. We moved in, so I didn't have the LED display shining my light. And there wasn't even the moon shining. So I was groping my way in the light, trying to find where I was going. And uh, you know what? I realized it would have been a lot easier if the light was on because it was so dark. Do you mind giving me my glasses, please? I'd forgotten them. Thank you. <laughs> so, yes, it's much easier to go through the darkness when the light's shining and showing you where everything is. So the word dark, darkness has a a common is a common metaphor in the ancient world, and they used it to describe sin or evil. Now, have you ever been distressed when you see all the evil around us in this world? This world is full of it, right? We've got wars and famines, droughts. We've got sicknesses and tragedies. And then there's the vileness and corruption we hear of what people are, are capable of. And we go, is there ever going to be an end to this? The short answer is yes, and I will tell you what that is in just a bit. But before I do, I'd like to set the scene of the main scripture we're going to be speaking about today. As you remember, a couple weeks ago, Pastor Stephen talked about the festival of um, the Feast of Tabernacles, also called the Feast of Booths, or Sukkot. There's a lot of names for this festival, okay? Well, during this time, He talked about the water ceremony and how Jesus used that water ceremony to illustrate the Holy Spirit flowing through us. That's what Jesus liked to do. Jesus liked to take things that were common around in his day so that he could use that to illustrate what he was teaching about. He did that the same thing in another part of this Feast of Tabernacles ceremony called the Ceremony of Light. And 
the lights that they were referring to, they had candles that they lit, and, and it shone light, and they would put it in a place called the Courtyard of Women, located in the tabernacle, and it would light up the whole place, and it would stay there from the darkness to dawn the next day. So um, people would stay up all night basically celebrating. Well, next to this court of women is called the treasury of the temple. And that is where Jesus was in when he was speaking to the Pharisees. And remember, the Pharisees were very much opposed to Jesus. So now the scene is set. So let's read from the Bible. I have a physical Bible here, and you can look up these verses on the U-version, or they'll be up here on the screen. In chapter 8, verse 12 is where we'll start. Again, Jesus spoke to them, saying, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will not walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. Light of the world, what does that mean? Well, remember when I said it was common to refer to darkness as evil and sin? Well, light is what they used in those days to refer to good, righteousness, being right with God. Light is the opposite of darkness, and the people back then commonly contrasted these two when they were talking. Jesus is the one who shines in the light into the sinfulness of the world to show the people in the world how to escape the darkness. Jesus is showing them salvation, the way to be free of their sins and to be right with God, giving them eternal life with him in the future. The Pharisees, the religious leaders, accused Jesus' claim as not being valid because he was talking about himself. Here is the part of what his reply was, starting in verse 17. <clears throat> Excuse me. In your law, it is written that the testimony of two people is true. I am the one who bears witness about myself, and the Father who sent me bears witness about me. They said to him, Where is your Father? Jesus answered, You know neither me nor my Father. If you knew me, you would know my Father also. In the Old Testament of the Bible, there are places where the word light is written in the scriptures where the Jews take to mean that it refers to the coming Christ or the Messiah. The Pharisees were expecting this Messiah because it was prophesied in the Old Testament. And boy, did these Pharisees know their Old Testament well. Of course, they called them scriptures back then. They failed to realize that Jesus, who they were talking to, was the Messiah who they were expecting. Their hearts were more on themselves and what they wanted to do and not on God and what he wanted. So they didn't recognize Jesus, and they didn't realize that when Jesus said his father, he was talking about God himself. Going to verse 21, it says, So he said to them again, I am going away, and you will seek me. And you will die in your sin. Where I am going, you cannot come. So the Jews said, Will he kill himself since he says, Where I am going, you cannot come? The Pharisees were confused. They didn't realize that Jesus was saying that he was going to go to heaven 
in a while to live with his father, God, and that they would look for him and they wouldn't find him because he had already gone to heaven to be with God. He's there talking to them. They don't recognize or don't want to admit that he is the Messiah that they were looking for. Jesus is still talking to him in the following verses. Um, verse 23. He said to them, You are from below. I am from above. You are of this world. I am not of this world. I told you that you would die in your sins. For unless you believe that I am he, you will die in your sins. Here Jesus is saying that the Pharisees are sinful of this world. Unless they believe that he is the Christ, the Son of God, they will die as sinful people and they will not go to heaven where Jesus will be. The Pharisees still didn't get it. They were either very dense or they just didn't want to believe. And I think the reason why is because their hearts were so hardened. They were interpreting what Jesus said in a human way instead of the heavenly way that he was talking about. Continuing on in verse 25. So they said to him, who are you? Jesus said to them, just what I have been telling you from the beginning. I have much to say about you, much to judge. But he who sent me is true. And I declare to the world that I have what I have heard from him. They did not understand that he was talking or speaking to them about the Father. The Pharisees didn't get who he was or his Father, even though Jesus repeatedly told them. Many of the Pharisees, remember, do not have their hearts on God. Remember when I talked about a month ago about how the Pharisees were? on how they were more about traditions instead of loving God and loving others, and how about they were hypocrites because they didn't do what they taught other people to do? Well, Jesus had a lot he could judge them on, including those items. And Jesus told them that he was telling them what God the Father, who is true, had said. Reading on verse 28. So Jesus said to them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then you will know that I am He, and that I do nothing on my own authority, but speak just as the Father taught me. And He who sent me is with me. He has not left me alone, for I always do the things that are pleasing to Him. As He was saying these things, many believed in Him. When Jesus, the Son of Man, is lifted up on the cross to be crucified, which by the way, the Pharisees had a hand in making that happen, then they will know that Jesus is who he said he is and does only what the Father says. If we fast forward to the time from this, when the scripture is to when Jesus died on the cross, we can discover some um, Amazing events and signs that happened when Jesus was on the cross and when, right when he died. When he was on the cross, there was darkness in the, in the land from noon of that day until 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Right when Jesus died on the cross, the curtain, the heavy temple in the curtain tore in two. This was a really thick curtain, right? And there was an earthquake that was so strong that it split apart rocks and it caused some of the tombs to be opened. Now, 
The way that Jesus died was enough for the Gentile centurion and those with him to um, understand who Jesus is. In Matthew 27, verse 54, he says, when the centurion and those who were with him, keeping watch over Jesus, saw the earthquake and what took place, they were filled with awe and said, truly, this was the Son of God. So you have the centurions and the Gentiles who did not know the law, and it was so obvious to them that this was the Son of God. And then you have the Pharisees who were experts in the law, and they ignored all of the evidence around them. It was ridiculous. Not only did they ignore the evidence on the cross, they also ignored the evidence around the resurrection. In that instance, the Pharisees had guards posted at Jesus' tomb to make sure that no one would get in and take his body. Inside this tomb uh, was Jesus, and they closed the tomb off with this big rock. And the Pharisees had the, t the rock around the tomb sealed so that it couldn't be opened up. And then they had guards placed in front of it. Here is what happened afterwards in Matthew 28, verses 2 to 4. And behold, there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descended from heaven and came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning and his clothes clothing white as snow. And for fear of him, the guards trembled and became like dead men. The guards soon afterwards ran and told the Pharisees what had happened. The Pharisees heard the truth of what had happened with the guards. So now did they admit that Jesus is the Son of God? No. They instead gave the guards hush money and told them to tell this story that the disciples came and stole Jesus' body from the tomb. Obviously, they did not want this to be the Messiah or the Son of God. The Pharisees had been given many opportunities to change their hearts and believe that Jesus is the Christ, who they were expecting as the Old Testament prophets had said. Jesus warned them multiple times they had the evidence provided by his miracles, his teachings, his dying on the cross, his resurrection, but instead they decided not to believe, which resulted in them remaining in their darkness, doomed to not entering God's kingdom. Jesus shined his light onto the Pharisee situation. His light exposed the sin in their hearts, but instead of believing in the light that Jesus provided them, the light of salvation that shows them the way out of their sinfulness and into eternal life in heaven, they chose to stay in their darkness and tried to get rid of the exposing light, Jesus. Imagine people trapped in a completely dark room, okay? It's totally dark. And then imagine that someone else came into the room, turned on the light switch. Don't ask me why they didn't turn on the light switch. Anyway, turned on the light switch and says, hi everybody, here, this is the way out of this dark room that, that you're imprisoned in. Wouldn't everyone be surprised if they ran, into the, ran to the light switch, turned it off and says, get out of here. We want to stay here in this darkness. We don't want to go outside of this room. That would be kind of crazy, wouldn't it? 
Well, that's exactly what these Pharisees basically were doing with Jesus' message. They were so comfortable living in the darkness that they didn't realize that they were doomed to eternal death and torment in hell by not, by not accepting Jesus as God's son and realizing that Jesus was showing them the way out into everlasting life and peace with God someday. This is tragic and sad. But it's also true of some people today. They would rather live in darkness instead of living in the light. But the good news is, is that there were people who did believe Jesus and did get out of the darkness that they were in. There is an old song from a while back named The Lighthouse, written by Ronnie Hinson, that compares Jesus to a lighthouse that shines his light, to struggling ships trying to find their ways in the tossing sea without smashing into the rocky obstacles. I would like to read to you a portion of those lyrics. There is a lighthouse on the hillside that overlooks life's sea. When I'm tossed, it sends out a light that I might see. And the light that shines in the darkness now will safely lead me home. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, my ship would sail no more. And I thank God for the lighthouse. I owe my life to him. Jesus is the lighthouse. And from the rocks of sin, he has shown the light around me so that I might clearly see. If it wasn't for the lighthouse, where would this ship be? For many people throughout the centuries, Jesus has been their lighthouse, showing them how to get out of their sinful situations and safely turn their hearts and minds to him, to lead them into righteousness, being right with God. They have accepted him and have reaped their rewards. We were all doomed to eternal death as the penalty for the sin in our lives. However, Jesus, he paid that penalty by dying on the cross for us, and he conquered death by coming to life again. We were stuck in that room, so to speak, and Jesus brought light into the room to show us the way out and into the light of relationship with him and God. We can live forever in heaven with them someday, but the choice is yours. Do you want to keep living as a prisoner of the darkness of sin? Or do you want to start living in the light of God's mercy and grace? Jesus is the only way to God. If we want to follow that way, we have to believe in him and accept his salvation, his way out of sin's grasp by accepting him as the head of our lives. How many of you would like to accept the way out of darkness in your life? If you do want to, then please pray by reading this prayer after me. And let's all say this after me um, to make the other people feel more comfortable. Dear Jesus, thank you for showing me the way out of the darkness. I believe that you are the Son of God. I am sorry for the wrong that I have done and ask that you would be the head of my life. Thank you for paying the price for my sins. 
I commit my life to you. In your name, amen. For those of you who prayed that prayer and meant it, you are now Christians. You are ones who have God as the head of your lives. We would love to hear from you if you've decided to turn your life over to Jesus today. If you go online to ASCC.life, there you will find what is next in this incredible journey of being a Christian and following Jesus. Or if you're already online, you can click on the link in the chat. God's light shines on those who have accepted him. They are right with God. It says in the Bible that we are God's children, children of light. As children of light, we are to shine who God is to others who are still in darkness. To show them the way out of it, telling them about what Jesus has done for us and wants to do for them as well. Here's our action point that I would like us to apply to our life today. Let Jesus' light that is shining in you to be shown to the world. I'm going to say that again. Let Jesus' light that is shining in you to be shown to the world. I'm using this flashlight here while the worship team comes on up here again. This is going to represent the life that is inside of us as Christians. Okay? The Bible says that we are to let our light shine so that others can see it so that others can want to know about it and to be into God's light as well. We have this knowledge of what Jesus has done for us and how he has changed our lives. It is not meant to be kept to ourselves. Now, what would happen if we just put our light in somewhere and just kept it to ourselves and didn't spread it around? Can we see any light? No, what is the use for that? Uh, how is this supposed to shine to, to the hurting people in the world? The people who are living in darkness and doomed. We can't keep this hidden. We need to let our light shine to help others. Because we're so excited that Jesus lives in us. We want other people to be able to have this light in their life too. We need to show others the way to Jesus and out of the darkness. And we need to make sure that we keep our light shining by telling others and what God's done to us. By spending time learning about what God says and applying it to our lives is one way we can keep our light shining. By praying and listening to God and doing what he says is another way. Again, I am encouraging you today to share with others the light of Jesus. Let the light that is shining in you be shown to the world. Thank you, worship team.